Hey, Butes, uh, we've kept this man waiting far too long. He's a Rugby World Cup winner. He's on to talk about the, oh, what a dream final it is, South Africa up against the All Blacks. Jeremy Paul, who's done it all. I'm giving him a standing ovation here at Mingara this morning. The sound of one hand clapping. Oh, there we go. Oh, there it is. There it is. JP, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Oh, boys, I just love it. I love coming back to that applause with one hand. Absolutely appreciate it. <laughs> hey, very quickly, I'll give you a Rugby World Cup and a racing story. When Maccabi Diva won its, uh, her first Melbourne Cup, we were actually in the 2003 Rugby World Cup, and we used to have um, our own little Calcutta, but we used to always be over in Europe. And it was the first time we were ever in Australia with the Melbourne Cup with the Wallaby side. And we're sitting there at training. We're, we're getting ready for our quarterfinal against Scotland. And we watch the Melbourne Cup, and a little hand in the corner goes up and goes, I think I just picked the first four in trifecta. Oh. The manager, Morgan Turanuri, who is actually currently the stand commentator. And the manager goes out, comes back in and goes, did you have Maccabi Diva, blah, 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 four horses? Yep. Paid $138,000 the first four. Oh, and wow. it. He picked up $142,000, I think. Of, and he picked it in the paper the day before. There you go, Morgan Turner. Wow. Did he buy and, you a drink? Yes, he did. He put a couple of K on the bar later that week. So yeah. We were walking out of training going, going, mate, why are we training? Like, why? And actually, it's funny <laughs> enough, Morgan's actually, actually dropped the ball in the training session and Eddie Jones turned around and goes, babe, what do you want to be, a professional punter or a rugby player? <laughs> hey, JP. funny times. What does it mean to play in a Rugby World Cup final? Oh, look, it's, it's, it's everything, mate. It's, it's, I suppose it's the pinnacle for, for all sports people to be a part of something that only comes around every four years. I was fortunate enough to play in two Rugby World Cup finals where we won one and lost one. And, um, and I look at this Rugby World Cup and I look at the momentum and um, I, I just think New Zealand is just... They're just ripe. They're cherry ripe. Like, they've... They've come into this tournament. What about this, boys? They've sacked their coach, Ian Foster, earlier in the year, not thinking he was going to win the Rugby World Cup. And now he's in the situation where he might actually win the Rugby World Cup and he won't be the All Blacks coach next year. I think I think momentum, everything's about momentum in World Cups. Um, it's the first, actually, World Cup that we've seen every team lose one. Um which is, shows the closeness of where world rugby is at the moment. Um, the game is pretty poor in Australia, but actually internationally the game is probably the strongest it's ever been. Well, we saw that, we saw that last night with uh, England, or this morning, sorry, England getting over Argentina 26-23 uh, for the bronze medal match. Uh, and I dare say when you look at the box and the way that they've got their way into this final, they've done it extremely tough uh, in terms of really close contests, uh, whereas the All Blacks have, um, you know, been more, I guess, uh, it's been a little bit of a, an easier run for them, uh, and that's probably due to their, you know, their ability and, and skill level. Uh, there's so many uh, important matchups uh, for this game. What stands out for you, JP? Yeah, oh, mate. Look, I think I think the journeys getting into the Rugby World Cup is incredibly significant for your legs, right? Um, yep. South Africa, yes, have had a couple of just right on the last minute buzzer wins and emotionally that's got to take its toll. The All Blacks actually played Ireland in the quarterfinal and Ireland number one team in the world 
everyone thought the All Blacks would get actually pipped. And once they, when they won that game, the confidence level um, just went through the roof. And against Argentina in the in the semi final, defense defense will win you Rugby World Cups. Mm-hmm. And defensively, they were just so physical and so strong. So look, I, I'm picking. Look, the All Blacks, the, the sides in terms of the matchups. I think the one strategic issue I think for South Africa is they've gone this seven forward, one back um, reserve bench. So it's like in rugby league, you go all forwards. So say like in the state of origin, you just went four forwards in the state of origin, thinking that your backs aren't going to get injured. And we've seen issues like that before, haven't we? Where the bench bench selection is a critical to the outcome of the game. So look, I I really feel that. The All Blacks, mate. Here's a punt for you. Thirteen plus. I think the All Blacks Ooh. are going to win. I yeah, really boys. Do. I think they're just they're just humming. You know that I love the numbers. So this is Test number one hundred and six between these two nations. One hundred and two years they've been playing each other. The count favours the All Blacks, sixty-two to thirty-nine. But let's not forget they'd never beaten the Springboks in South Africa before nineteen sixty-six. Sixty-two to thirty-nine is the count in the All Blacks' favour. And, JP, one of these teams will suddenly stand alone with four World Cup victories. Yeah, it's, it's pretty monumental, isn't it? When you, when you look at the past World Cups, and there's always been this little bit around the All Blacks choking in the earlier part of, of the Rugby World Cup, particularly in my era. But when we look, you know, when we fast forward and we, when, particularly when Richard McCaw and Dan Carter were with the All Blacks, they really solidified the side and, and the confidence throughout the All Blacks to go on two Rugby World Cup campaigns and win and lost in the, uh, in the semi-final for the third. But uh, look, I, I feel that they've just peaked at the right time. Everything's about momentum in World Cups and, and I know with the All Blacks coming into this, like they actually lost the trial match. They lost the warm-up game against South Africa. And yeah. South Africa, oh, look, they're physical. They're, they're huge men, guys. Look, we're looking at like 900, I think their forward pack is 942 kilos. So on the average, I think they're like 117, 180 kilos. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, come on. Like, come on. Like, look, they're a big side. Um, but if you match them phys- physically, like if, you, if you're in the contest, which is where the All Blacks are, like they just... My boys, I can't. I just cannot talk about the All Blacks enough. Like they, they really have all the momentum. I believe they've got their side and their selections right. Um, they've got a wonderful bench. I just feel that, uh, yeah, I, I, I just can't see South Africa getting into this game. I think the All Blacks will will control it from minute one to minute eighty. Yeah, JP, I want to talk about matchups in a moment, particularly your position at hooker, but. Mate, I can hear like uh, maybe it sounds like a newborn in the background. JP, you're a new dad. You're a new dad again. Yes, mate. Yes, yes, yes. Little boy, little Lutana. Um He's a monster. He looks like his dad has his mother's attitude. So, um, well, that's what I keep saying anyway. <laughs> uh, things keep flying past my head. I have no, I have no understanding what. But no, mate. The joys of life. We. Uh, I, de- I tell you what, though, you definitely forget that newborn stage and you forget how needy they are. So yep. it's been a, uh, particularly at my age, but yeah, thank you, boys. Um, yeah. uh, I hope you're uh, getting some sleep at some stage, mate. Hey, you know what uh, I want to no, do? Not at all. Uh, not at all. Not, not at all. all. Not at all. Not at all. Not what I want to do is I want to go back to 99, 2003. 
Um, and, and talk us through the contrasting nature of the high and the jubilation of winning a World Cup and then the low of, you know, not quite getting yeah, across the line, that yeah. famous game in Sydney. Yeah. Like, I, I could only, uh, well, yeah, you know, you, you get these highs and lows, but, you know, talk us through how, you know, how big of a gap it yeah. is, mate. It, it, it really is. Well, look, when we won it in 99, we came back and we had a ticket tape parade. We had ticket tape parades all around the country, but the main one was in Sydney. And we had a million people, mate, in Sydney. It was just, it was an incredible feeling going along in these cars. And, mate, I was a young bloke. I was only 22. And I think for like 25 days, we went partying after the Rugby World Cup because we went to Melbourne, Perth. went all around the country, Brisbane. Um, and when we lost it in 03... Um, we were in Bill Young's pub the next day having prawns and beers. <laughs> like, it was just... <laughs> the difference is astronomical. Um, and, look, that loss... Uh, look, the, the different campaigns, though, look, in 99, we were, the players we had... Um, we had actually... We actually had four double uh, double World Cup winners. So we had players that played in the 91 World Cup. Yeah, gotcha. Um, same, in, same in 03. <laughs> look, we, we, we had... Uh, a lot of players backing up from from the '99, but look, we we no one gave us a chance past the semi final against the All Blacks actually in '03, and we won that game. And um, and look, England England for the first time actually had come down to New Zealand and Australia in '202 and won their first Test series game. They were the best side in the world, and, yep. and when it actually started raining, it bring it bring bring their forwards into the game, and so. Yeah, look, we went into double extra time, um, and do you know, boys? If actually, if if it would have been a tie after double extra time, the the way that they were going to decide the Rugby World Cup was going to be drop goals, kicks, drop goals <laughs> from the twenty-two, fifteen meters in, like a penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah, we had a bit of a joke around actually two weeks prior to that, going, you know, if the Rugby World we get in, blah blah blah, and everyone laughed. So we went through the. They're kicking and actually Matt Dunning, I don't remember if you remember that. Name yes, <laughs> of course. He, was, he would have been number one, wouldn't he? He was number three. He was our third. <laughs> what about that, man? Uh, about where, that? Okay. If we would have gone down, it was hilarious. I'm, I'm going to ask you, where were you positioned? Where was I positioned, mate? I was long back. I was watching. I was, <laughs> I was the encouragement. I was, I was the encouragement man, but... No, mate, I couldn't pick to save my life. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, or, Matt, Matt Tucky Dunning was number three. And so we were literally 15 seconds away from doing drop goals for the Rugby World Cup. And I was wow. All right, all right, JP, give us the key matchups. You said All Blacks 13+, plus, but and particularly yeah. in your old, your old position at hooker. Look, I think Cody Taylor's like one of the best hookers, actually, in the world. Um and look, I love look the toughest decision for Ian Foster was Dane Coles, but they've also got this Sam Sassoni Takiako, who is just an absolute beast. Like he's as he's as wide as he is tall, boys. Like his power is just oh, what a player to bring on. So look, in terms of in terms of like positions, I think across the park they're actually they're actually really quite tight, but. There's this one guy called Will Jordan, boys. Like he is, he is a winger, he's slash fullback. The kid is a is an absolute superstar. Like he is, he knows how to find the line. Um, and I just think with with the balance that the All Blacks have, particularly at nine with Aaron Smith and and Richard Moronga at ten, 
they, South Africans did bring in their, their more experienced players in terms of the halfback and, and Faf de Klerk and, and Andre Pollard. Andre Pollard kicked them to a famous win in 2019. So they kind of showing their game plan, kick to the corners, get their, get their rolling more working and just try to physically bash New Zealand. But I just think I just think with New Zealand and their confidence and and look, they've got a, they've got the most capped player in the world, Simon Big Sam Whitelock. He's played 151 Test matches. 151 Test matches. Wow! Actually came on came on in the semi came on in the quarterfinal and actually stole the ball for a penalty like in the 86 minutes. So that experience that they've got, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, South Africa actually have seven forwards on the bench and. They have um, the one back, Willie LaRue, who's a phenomenal player. He could play any position, actually, in the back line. But I just feel that if the All Blacks, if they if they take control of the game and nullify the physicality of the, the South African forwards, I just don't think South Africa have a plan B, boys. So Yeah, and, and what about this, boys? Oh, what, what, what about these stats? So in the South African team, they've only got three players in their run-on side with less than 50 tests mm-hmm. under their belt. The Kiwis have got four players that have played more than 100 test matches. It's, it's massive, absolutely huge. Yeah. Look, yeah. Looking forward to it. Butes, any final words for JP? Uh, look, great to have him back on, obviously, and good luck with the baby, mate. I hope he gets some sleep. <laughs> Thanks, boys. <laughs> look, I think the All Blacks by 13 plus, I think, Will Jordan, I think he can score two tries, actually. I think he'll be... And I think um, the reserve, Takiako, number 16, it comes on. I think he'll score a try on the back of the... Uh, there's a little multi for you, boy. Yeah, beautiful, mate. That, thanks on. for your time. And Jordan, by the way, scored 31 in 30, including yes, tries in the freak. last four. Yeah. Absolute freak. And militarised to win the Cox Plate. There you go. There's my pit. Militarised. Here we go. JP, thanks yeah, for your time. It's uh, 20 oh, past 10. Boy.